1: It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
0: Um, Let's talk about the top six for a second. The... because because they're on the score sheet tonight too let's talk about that david Pasternak goal um that was that was something (laughs) that that was that was quite the shot there it
2: was quite the shot and it was so weird that i i still don't know whether or not uh if shesterkin doesn't like lift up on the net that goes in so it was like a weird goal they said that like the ruling was like oh it would have gone in either way but like i almost feel like he shot himself in the foot on that where like if he wanted to pull the net off its pegs like you got to pull it all the way off. You can't just pull it halfway off and then like leave the space open.
1: Which, by the way, I feel like if the goalie is no one around him and knocks, moves the net in that situation, and moves it in a way It'll that still it, count that it allows the puck to go in. Yeah, it should count. Like, too bad that's on you. Don't back it into your goal. You.
2: Nobody yeah. pushed you into that. No one made you like knock it. So I was, I was for a second like, oh my god, is this gonna? get called back because of something stupid that Starken did to himself but um luckily for the Bruins and Pastrnak it ends up being a really nice goal um under weird circumstances nonetheless but just a great backhand that's like a very high skilled shot that not a lot of guys are going to make.
1: Yeah, and a great play by him right before it to uh, fend off the defenseman. It, it was a really physical first period for David Pastrnak like more so than usually takes uh a big hit from Ryan Lingren gets up, goes back after Lingren takes a penalty, which was definitely a penalty. It was late. He, he said during the intermission, he was like, Oh, like it was maybe a second late. And it's like, well, yeah, like a a second's a lot of time in hockey. And yes, it was about a second late. Um,
2: And by the way, Lingren never came back.
1: Yes. Which I don't know. Like, I don't know if that happened on that hit. He had another big hit, but I mean, obviously we, we know that's how Lingren plays. And yeah, I think, I think he probably hurt himself at some point. Um, but Posnok on the goal, again, like took contact, stayed on his feet, bounced right off it. And then that's when he ends up getting himself a little space to throw that backhander on Ned. And I, you know, I, I don't know if it was sheer luck or if he noticed that Shastarkin might have been slightly off his line. Like, Posnok's so good that I kind of want to give him some some benefit of the doubt and, and say that, you know, he, he might've noticed that just Stark was a little off there and decided, you know, Hey, just take the chance. Like, I don't, I don't have much else going on from way over here. So.
0: I mean that, that shot was definitely not a muffin. Like you, you watch the replay, you see him. And by the way, it was uh it was Jimmy VZ on the back check that bounced off passion, act like a trampoline, which the Jimmy, the Jimmy VZ sweepstakes of, of 20, 2017 or whatever the hell whatever <laughs> that was. When he, when he was talking about going to the Bruins and then went to the Rangers and then I remember there was like a behind the B a few years later where Marshane goes up to him and he's like, You he chose the wrong team, kid. But um, you know, if you see that 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 passionate replay from the goal line, he takes a look at the net and he makes sure to get a lot on that backhander. Now, does he think there was a prayer that was going in? No. But what else was he trying to do if he wasn't trying to do something like that? You know what I mean? Um, he definitely, he definitely meant for that to be the best result he didn't think it was going to be that perfect of a shot um and as far as uh shesterkin hitting the the or bumping up the the net i think that was going in regardless i I don't think that shot was well that's
2: why the that's why the review came back so fast they were like okay he like it looked like it was going in either way
0: um yeah but i was also i was also like talking to myself i was like if they if they were to take this goal back could you imagine? I would be so livid. Could you imagine a goal coming back because the goalie, like, after the zone net, through no yeah, conference. like imagine,
2: imagine someone's on a breakaway, like full out breakaway, and then like the goalie just like stands up and the net comes off. <laughs> like yeah, what? I mean, no, at, that's... at
0: the very least, you if, if they did that, it'd be like, all right, well, you better call a delayed game or something like that. I mean, I don't know. Like that's just.
2: Still, but, it's not okay. a goal, but but anyway, it, it might have called for a rule change or something if, oh if God, it was I've so egregious, more. but, but yeah, and, and so part of the Pasternak play was, um, you know, the only assist on it comes from Taylor Hall. He had two assists, and I think it's funny because the ESPN broadcast gave the number one star to Nick Felino and the number two star to Taylor Hall. They both had two assists, but they neither of them scored, so, um, you know, what did you think Taylor Hall's impact was on the game? How did you like his play?
1: Um, I thought it was a little bit of a quiet game from him, like despite the two assists. But that that line was good again. I think Hall, Zaka, Pasternak. Um, just trying to think, like of well, the I know so the Hall he got
2: was was like he set that up himself. Yeah, like,
1: that's so that was a good play. He takes the chip up the boards from Lindholm, leads the rush, finds Zaka middle. So. That was good. And obviously that's what you want to see. You want to see Taylor Hall making plays on, on the rush.
2: Yeah. He took the puck off the boards. Like he, he came out of the zone transitioned everything we talk about, you know, one of the question marks going into the season, was their transition game going to be better? How are they going to make zone entry? So Taylor Hall does that all on his own, enters it into the zone, finds Zaka who finds DeBrusk for a goal. So it ended up being a really nice play that he starts out. So I, you could say he had somewhat of a quiet game. I would argue that a lot of the times he has a little, like he can be quiet during a game, but still be very impactful where he disappears and then he shows up right when you need him, And then he, you know, either scores or or just has a really nice play. So, um, that play in particular was, was really important from him on the DeBrusque goal. And, um, that ended up making it four to two where at that point you're like, okay, they're kind of starting to separate. Um, and, you know, it, it was at an important time in the game.
0: Yeah, I, I, I thought, I thought Taylor Hall, I thought he battled tonight. I, I thought, I thought, you know, there were a few occasions where, um, that I counted where he, he, he won 50, 50 battles in the corner and, you know, got the puck from low to high and, and whatnot. So I thought he battled and obviously the assist you mentioned on, on, on the brusque the secondary assist. Um, yeah, yeah. I thought, I thought he was fine. Um, and, you know, it's the the offense, again, just to kind of, you know, close close up a lot of the offensive talk. Um, so they've, they've played 11, 11 games this year, right? So the, uh, seven of those games, they've scored at least five goals. And then in two additional games, they've scored four goals. I mean... Uh, is this the bruins or the, the 1980 soviets that we're watching out there i mean at this point it's 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 coming from everywhere too and it's not a fluke it's the way they're playing it's not like you don't you, you don't do that by by happenstance
2: no, and, and because Lindholm gets the empty netter at the end of the game, their their points per game average or their goals per game average is actually going to go up after after today. And it's like just right around 4.5 goals per game. Um, it's crazy. It's, it's hard for me to think of another team that's been scoring at that piece, not just the Bruins. Obviously, this is their best start in franchise history. But um, it's so encouraging just the numbers, but who they're coming from. Um, and it's all in front of goaltending. That's been really solid. Obviously, allmark still hasn't lost yet. Um, and by the way, Shisterkin hadn't lost until today either. So, um, you know, two two really solid goaltenders. You're like, okay, well, something's going to give. One of these guys is going to get their first loss. And Allmark ends up, you know, I, I thought maybe the Fox goal was a little bit weak. Grizzly could have played it tighter too, obviously. But allmark looked good again. He didn't face as many shots as he had been. But, um, you know, he's making the saves you need him to make
1: yeah and they're all like you can't say it enough all this offense is coming with what like one period so far this season when Martian and creche were both in the lineup uh you know n- no Martian before that no creche since then no mcavoy at all no grizzly for the first you know how what five games or whatever like it's, carlo
2: was missing at certain points
1: yeah it's it's just crazy. Like the idea of what this lineup could look like when everyone's actually healthy.
2: If at yeah, this point, if, I'm just thinking if, if, that like, ever happens. if we but, see that at some point,
1: but yeah, I mean, it's, it's crazy. And like, they're not gonna, you know, at some point I think they'll slow down, but I mean, look, there's been league leaders and goals the last couple of years that have ended up over four game. So is it insane to think like they could stay at four or a little over four? Like it might not be that crazy. I mean, you look at you look at the depth, you look at the high end talent that they have at the top of their lineup. It's it's like, I don't know, why can't this team lead the league in goals? Like it's it's possible.
0: They absolutely- well, yeah, think
2: about pasta.
1: Yeah, he's off to easily the best start of his career.
2: Yeah, and I don't know if this is updated, but I mean, if he was going into the game, he was set third in the league in points, behind only McDavid and Drysyle. So,
0: well, I know McDavid at least had a goal in the first period of the Devils' game. I don't know what transpired afterwards, but I mean, the Bruins absolutely can can be among the league leaders, if not the league leader in offense this year. And but one thing that's annoying to me is that people. People talk about this, and I'm not even go- going to acknowledge who, but a lot of people in the – I know who. I they, saw your tweet. I they, saw your tweet. They, they, it's many. It's many people looking for headlines, but they act like offense is a bad thing. Yeah, offense is a bad thing if you're if there's no defense. Like, And you're going to – people are going to bring up the Senators game. They're going to bring up the Penguins game, the latter, which they won. But the other nine games this year, the Bruins have, have – lockdown defense and goaltending so like you watch the bruins against the rangers tonight even even in the second period when the rangers carried a good amount of the play watch the bruins attention to detail in their own zone making sure that each guy has an assignment and that they're in position especially when things get scrambled hockey is one of those sports where it's like you can sit Thing it's such a fast moving game you can you can go over structure and practice and you can go over x's and o's on the whiteboard but the puck is bounced around like crazy it's a fast game shit gets mumbled and jumbled all the time and that's why communication is so important in hockey and you watch the bruins attention to detail and they're always always communicating compare that to watching the florida panthers last year like yeah florida scored a million goals but their attention to detail defensively was non-existent and that's why they were bouncing Four, four or five games in the first round. It's like, the, that's not the Bruins. The Bruins can score 100 goals per game, but they're always focusing on defense too. They know it starts from the net out. And so, you know, obviously I'm like, people are people bring up those, those negative takes for, for, for attention and whatnot, but anybody who knows the game and isn't trying to just, you know, get clicks, understands that the Bruins are not one of these just running gun offensive teams. Like they've had a couple outlying games early on in the season under a new coach and a new system. And they're not completely healthy in the back end. but come on enough. Enough is enough.
1: Yeah. Well, I yeah, mean, I, I would maybe be concerned about that. Like if they had brought in a coach who had a reputation of being all offense elsewhere, like as I've, as I've said before Montgomery's teams play defense, like he had great defenses at the university of Denver. His stars team was I think number one or number two defense in the NHL has one full season there. Like his teams know how to defend. He, he knows how to teach defense. He wants his teams to defend and the Bruins will, like I said earlier, like I think there was some free reign given to guys early on, especially in the preseason. And then it was kind of reined in and like, you're seeing that process and they're, they're not completely there yet, but like, they're going to keep working towards that, like you said. Like they are not, they're not just going to be wide open, run and gun. You know, trade odd man rushes all game. Like that's, that's not what a Jim Montgomery team does, and it's it's not what the Bruins do. Like you, you're not going to completely change. Like you think like a Patrice Bergeron led team is going to play like that? Like no, like that's, it's not what they're going to do. So yeah, they'll score more. They'll they'll take more chances than they have in recent years, but they're still going to play defense. Like they're still going to have that foundation.
2: I just want to address like what you brought up, Brian, though. Cause when you, I mean, you tweeted it out and it was like, yeah, this is something that's so frustrating about like as reporters and like the three of us covering, covering things, like almost, it feels like on a daily basis um, like doing this podcast so often Scott and I being at the games, being at practices, talking to guys, it's like the reporters, are the ones you want to get your information from because the talk shows, like some of the talk shows on the radio, whatnot, they're just, it's just sensationalized. It's like, all right, fake news, like over there and and real news. Like if you want to know what's actually going on, uh, just listen to the reporters, watch, watch what they say. Um, I'll plug us too. Obviously we, we don't, we're usually say how it is. We're not worried about ratings. We're not worried about like, you know, Oh, is this going to drive people crazy? So they're going to call into the show or whatever. So I'm sure that we're not the only ones that see it and get frustrated, but,
0: but it's also, it's also just like straight up. It's just, it's just lazy. It because, because you'll sit there and, you, and you'll, they'll discount what's what's going on in front of them. And, and then sit sit there and say well you know it's not going to last or they're going to let you down it's like well that's a that's a real bold take to have when there's 32 teams like because then oh in in the weird circumstance that the bruins don't win the stanley cup they could just sit there and say "Eh, see i told you so but nobody's (laughs) sitting here nobody's sitting here saying they're gonna go 81 and one and and win 16 straight playoff games like it's just, it's just, it's, it's bullshit. Everybody knows the agenda there. Um, and I get, believe me, I get the game that, that, that there is to play. Like we, we, the three of us understand that you know, it is you know sports radio and, and journalism. And at the end of the day, it is it is entertainment. Um, well,
2: it's it's the but- it's the like strongest voice, right? Like we come out here, we do this. We have only so many people that listen, but the strongest voices in like the you know Boston sports media market, when they very rarely do talk about the Bruins, are the ones saying this stuff that we're like, okay, we know what you're doing, but that doesn't make it so that like we don't just like want to pull our hair
0: out. Yeah, I mean, if you want, if you want, if you want Bruins insight, go see my guy Scotty McLaughlin, and yeah. uh, he's he's more accountable than than other people who spend you know 20 hours a week talking about what cereal Mac Jones had for breakfast and uh, you know <laughs> who is who his girlfriend unfollowed on Instagram, and then, and then the, the, they'll talk Bruins for 10 seconds and literally not expound upon any of their opinions. So. Um, you know, don't listen to the pundits if you actually care about listening to hockey the, pundits. the um, slash
2: ads, the Bruins yeah. slash ads that are going on out there. The slander. Oh,
0: it's just it's just it's so annoying because no, no one's sitting here. No one, no one is sitting here saying like the Bruins are going to go on. Like it's like it's just it's so annoying. Um And I've given it way too much well, attention here as this. But I,
1: I do think I said the last mention. podcast that the Bruins might never lose again. So, yeah, we can't say no one said
0: that but yeah, you did pretend
2: them to win the stanley cup uh, scott before before the rest so true. well
0: how many guys for how many years it's like you know you sit back and you realize just how and i and you know i, I i'm saying this about myself too how, how spoiled we are as a fan base and as a sports city here in boston because you know i'll i find because we watch the team so closely and be, like because we care so much about how they do and whatnot like yeah, obviously, like we will we're gonna pick apart little things we're unhappy with or that, that they could do better. But when you when you take a step back and look at it from a bird's eye view, what the Bruins have done over the last fifteen years and the sustained success, and you know you're talking about one shit game seven away from having two cups out of three. Um, but we're not gonna get into that. But it's just uh you know, well, like for, make us for how for how many years uh, you know the Bruins um, or, 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 or is is the knock on the Bruins ah well you know they're. They're a little boring to watch, or you know, they don't have any. It's like, and then you know, you get your wish, and then it's you know, you got to find you got to find other reasons to to get mad when they're literally like, there's no there there should be nothing but praise at this point, and that's not me being a homer like because you know I'll shit on them when they need to be shit on, but like with the injuries that they've had and and the little expectations they had out of the gate during these injuries, it's just like, come on, what are we doing here?